Now, look at what we're dealing with. Police officers beat up on the street, kicked in the face by people that shouldn't even be here. And people that have such a disdain, such a disrespect for America, why we are paying all their bills. I want to bring into the program former NYPD officer Sal Greco, who's been holding on. And Sal, thank you. I want to say good morning to you. How are you? Sal, are you with me? Yeah, can you, you hear me, right? I hear you now. Are, so you're okay. there, Sal? Yes, I'm here. So, okay. Dom, I want to say I want to say this to start off. You know, thank thank you for having me on. Good evening to everybody. And uh, Dominic, you're one of the most honorable men that I know. And uh, I'm listening to this, and I actually I, I agree with your entire sentiment. It's like you. You hit every nail on the head with everything we're, we're discussing, whether it's the migrants and Eric Adams' behavior. It, it's, it's unbelievable. It's really unbelievable what's happening in New York City. Okay, so, so let's, let's, uh, let's start from the top. Uh, you're suing the NYPD. We'll, we'll get to that in just a second. And you've been kind enough. Sal's going to stay with us to about uh, 1245. He'll be taking your telephone calls uh, as you call in, folks. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Number one, your former officer, uh, your brothers, uh, attacked uh, the way they were by those uh, by those. Uh, Migrants, uh, what went through your head, your head, Sal? Uh, first thing I, I saw, I, I see it really to me, for starters, the police officers themselves, they're afraid because they've been neutered on the job. The emasculated, you know, they can't. The number one thing you would do in a situation is, I mean, these guys are taking a beating. Pull out your baton. But, you know, if they use the baton, what happens? Are they going to be indicted by Alvin Bragg? I mean, that's. That would, that's what really goes through my head watching that, the first instance. Second instance is, you know, these, these uh, undocumented, you know, Dominic, in my time in the NYPD, a lot of people I locked up were undocumented. They were drunk drivers. And I know how this procedure works. There's ICE detainers, you know, because of the decree from the Ed Koch administration back in the late 70s, early 80s, they don't honor these detainers. And the only way you could keep somebody right, in New York City, if they're an illegal immigrant, is a violent felony or if they were going to flee. So I have a problem with the judge because you might, you could release them or say, no, uh, you can't just release them on, on no bail because they're a flight risk. And now, am I, did I read that right, that four of them jumped on a bus to uh, California? A bus, is, is a, bus or, a bus or either a flight. We don't know if that's speculation. Uh, the department is looking into that. But, of course, as you know, they are still aggressively looking for them locally. Okay, so, so that right there is a reason why these gentlemen that caused this incident, these illegal immigrants, these undocumented, should never have bail because they're a flight risk or they're, they're, they're a risk to leave the state or the country. And that's exactly what they're going to do. You can't, you're basically giving the okay, oh, you could assault my officers without a problem. And my other problem with this was, you know, the leadership now, because you've seen that you heard Kathy Hochul say, all of a sudden we're going to, oh, we're going to deport people now. That, that's strange because they've been coming in on the busloads for months and nobody said anything. And the leadership could have done things like removing those mopeds that they saw for months. That I've heard people like Artie Idala say he's never recognized in, the, in Midtown when they were right in front of him in his office. And he came on here. He's one of Eric Adams' sycophants. So, you know, they, would do, they could have 
done some preventive steps that led to this, but now this is a problem that now they have to face head on. And at least they're beginning to do this. But in all honesty, I think this could have been prevented. And I'm really sickened by the judge who didn't hold these people without bail using the fact that they are a flight risk. And my heart goes out for the rank and file because these guys are out there, you know, risking their lives and they're being treated like this. And it almost feels like the leadership up until now hasn't really had their back. And neither has uh, anyone, especially a city council or uh, (laughs) even in the DA's office. Sal Greco, who is now suing the NYPD, he was fired from the department. We'll get to that in just a second. And Sal's going to be taking your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. I don't don't Monday morning uh, quarterback police officers because I have a lot of enormous respect for what you have to put up with on the job. As somebody who's been out there uh, with 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 your com- comrades, uh, in terms of a fellow officer, uh, when something like that goes down, is there is there not enough time for them to draw their weapons or pull out a taser? I mean, what, it, 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 from a police standpoint, what do you think was going through those officers' minds? In reality, Dominic, I think, it, 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 especially even the lieutenant that was there, I think they all are worried about, you know, they have to use force. So they're worried about what this looks like if they actually strike them with a baton, which is 100% legal. It's an escalation of force. You can use that because you wouldn't use mace when guys are trying to kick you in the head. You obviously have a baton. You're standing there. You could use it. But, of course, if they use it, Dominic, how would this play out in the media? How would this play out on camera? Now, we have an incident that happened not too many, like not even a couple of days ago with a city councilman on a body camera, and the officer didn't even do anything wrong. And the job came out and said he didn't do anything wrong. But, of course, these councilmen and certain publications in, in, in the media and certain outlets were saying the opposite, that the officer didn't do his job, which he clearly did. So this is clearly on the mind of an officer, and it it weighs on you, and that would weigh in the decision of not using the baton, which would have been the easiest route and how to stop them from punching and kicking them in the head. It's really disturbing watching that. I really, that's the first thing that comes to mind because at least in my time, in my my day here, Dominic, I had 14 years on. I would have easily used the baton. I wouldn't even think twice because it's not going to be if it's between me and you, and you're punching me or trying to kick me in the head. I'm going to do what I have to do to protect myself and the public. Would you have drawn your weapon? You you don't draw your weapon unless this person or the person attacking you has a weapon in their hand. So if that's to be a knife or high or a bat, that's how you're trained. Although there have been cases where we saw a sergeant that uh, unfortunately shot and killed somebody who was charging at him with a bat, and then they uh, recently uh, terminated him, and he was put through a whole trial which was found not guilty. So once again, they train you one way and then they backtrack when something happens and there's an incident. So this weighs on an officer's mind always in a decision. It shouldn't be because it's usually a bang-bang decision. It's usually right in a moment. That's how an officer is. It's hard to Monday morning quarterback an officer, but I'm telling you, Dominic, if you ask these guys, and they probably can't speak because, you know, there's a whole rule in the NYPD. If they could talk, they would tell you, they didn't even think about drawing a baton because they were worried about what would happen or how would this look if they struck one of them 
and then it's on camera and they're going to say, oh, police brutality or whatever, whatever, whatever media narrative there would be for that. So instead, they just get kicked in the head repeatedly. Hey, Sal, I want you to do me a favor. Please stand by. I've got to take a break. When we come back, we're going to start with your telephone calls. I see Al in Yonkers has a question for Sal. Uh, Greco, former NYPD officer of the department, fire him, fired him, uh, and he's suing uh, uh, allegedly over his relationship with Roger Stone. We're going to take a break. We'll come back with your calls from Comac, Brooklyn, Staten Island, Jericho, and Yonkers. Tony, I love it. Don't, don't turn it down. Don't, don't turn it down. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. This was me. This was me last night when I saw the video of the NYPD cracking down on the migrants. Rock the boat. Turn it over. Find those suspects. Do what you do, NYPD. I want to hear this for a second. For real, folks, this was me. Don't, don't turn it down yet, Tony. This was me last night. For real, folks, this brought back to me the days of TNT, of the NYPD, of the Street Crimes Unit, of when the NYPD was allowed to take no nonsense. When they hit the streets last night, I know, Tony, we got to turn it down eventually. The best part is coming up, but, but I get it. Last night, I felt like our police department, the handcuffs were off the police department. Go to every shelter, migrant shelter, do what you do. Find these animals that attack these police officers. Okay, Tony, I got it, I got it, I got it. Thank you, Tony. That's how I literally felt last night, folks, watching the NYPD out overnight. And you could see the look in their faces that they were not playing around. Oh, you're tough, huh? You're tough when it's eight on two and the officer can't see you and you're kicking him in the face. Well, here comes the reinforcement. Deal with it. Deal with it. 10-13, 10-13, deal with it. Tough guy. 
middle finger to America. Deal with it and get thrown out the shelter while you're at it. You figure out where you're going to sleep tonight, tough guy. Good luck with that. Sleep on the street. I could care less where you sleep at. Anyway, we are talking with uh, Sal Greco, fired NYPD officer, and I wanted Sal's uh, perspective. Sal, I want you. Can you stay with me until uh, 1 a.m. this morning? Uh, It'd be my pleasure, Dominic. Thank you, because a lot of people want to talk to you. And we're going to get into your case in just one second. But you just told me that you believe that the officers did not use further action that they could have uh, used because of fear of a vid- and a video was being made of how it would play in the media. So in the meantime, they've got to take getting kicked in the head. That's what you're telling me. Unfortunately, Dominic, I think that that is the exact scenario that happened here. And I believe also the, the officers fresh off their head in their memory is the incident with Yusef Salam where he was pulled over by an officer that did his job, and the job did come out and say, look, we stand by the officers, everything by the book, but yet you saw the reaction, that they're still trying to come after him. We don't even know if there's any CCRB, because now CCRB can make, generate their own complaint. So officers are aware of this, and they have to be frightened, because that's basically what happens. Is You don't know if off of one incident... You may get indicted. You might have your career flash in front of you in front of a CCRB or, you know, technically, you know, they'll fire you just like they, like they did with me. And they make an example out of you and try to make an example. Out of you. Well, you gave us bad press. because That's another thing the NYPD could do. And I think that's what's on their head, Dominic. And it's a sad situation because, you know, no one would expect this. Ten, ten years ago, this would never happen. This would never have happened. No way. And I'll tell you another thing, too, Dominic. These perpetrators, these illegal immigrants, these undocumented. Ten years ago, they would have had the fear in them saying, we're not even going to attempt this because we know what would happen to us. Now there's no fear. And and you you are correct. Uh, the first call calling, coming in for you, we're talking to Sal Greco, former NYPD officer, fired uh, for uh, his uh, friendship with uh, Roger Stone. That's what he alleges. Uh, and he's suing the department now. Alan Yonkers has a question for you, Sal. Good morning, Al. What's on your mind? Uh, good morning to you, Dominic. Uh, Sal, uh, good morning to you, Sal. Uh, Sal, I know your personal plight. Uh, you worked hard. Uh, you had many years in the police department, not far off from a pension. Uh, worked hard, I'm sure, to get through the power military stage of the police academy. And I was hoping... Uh, that there was some chance with the new police commissioner and the the mayor that they would possibly uh, reinstate you to the department? Or would you say that is highly unlikely or there's a chance? Uh, Thanks, uh, Al, for the question. Uh, It's really, it's a decision that they could technically make right now if they wanted, but uh, they don't seem to, I mean, I know a lot about, I don't know Eric Adams personally, but I know a lot of people who do. My lawyer being one of them, they go back from the late 80s, they know each other. Eric's not a guy to just right away give in. Eric has always, I mean, you can see how he is now. He, he won't ever admit defeat. I, I can't imagine him saying, yeah, uh, Sal, I was wrong about this. I'm going to put you back. Now, Ed Caban could do the same thing, but as you will hear in a little bit, Ed Caban is involved with his brother in this restaurant with Jimmy Rodriguez, and that's in the center of my case. So 
short of uh, some kind of a, a, a meaning their lawyers would tell them it's best to settle this, we're going to end up going to court and it's going to, it's going to play out in front of a jury. Al, thank you so much uh, for the call. And so, Sal, for people that are hearing you for the very first time, in, in your words, uh, the short version, what is your story? All right, well, I was an NYPD officer for 14 years with an unblemished record, and uh, somebody in NYPD was irked that they found out I was a friend of Roger Stone's, and uh, they started a, a 19-month witch hunt. I went through two interrogations. Uh, they ultimately terminated me, stating I violated a rule in the patrol guide, which is the book that governs the NYPD from all ranks, including uh, police commissioner on down and civilian. And the rule states you cannot wrongfully or normally associate with someone who is reasonably believed to have engaged in or likely to have engaged in criminal activity. They were stating this is Roger Stone. They also made up a charge that was uncompensated security. That's bogus. That doesn't even exist. That's just a, uh, you know, that's just a, uh, you know, a shiny object in your face to look at. So they ultimately terminated me. Keyshawn Sewell, who was the police commissioner at this time, she agreed with their findings and said that if my uh, continued employment at NYPD was to occur, it would be detrimental to the police department due to my friendship with Roger Stone. I ended up uh, suing them uh, immediately. A couple of months later, there was an incident where they invited criminal and known uh, gang member Cardi B to the police academy, which is a secure police facility. They were all hobnobbing with her. That was uh, something I amended my complaint with, and therefore it went to the court. Uh, the judge, they, they filed a motion to dismiss. The judge then uh, saw through it. He put my case through. We got past that, so now we're at the stage of discovery. And, of course, uh, Dominic, there's more because there's a whole story involving the, the nightclub I'm mentioning about. Okay, but now you know, Sal, when it gets to discovery, it's very hard to depose a mayor. And so how do you plan on getting because the mayors they they get legal loopholes and they avoid it and so on how how can you go forward All right well so far the highest person that I have that's going to be deposed would be Keyshawn Sewell she was the police commissioner no one's truly had access to that kind of discovery for a police commissioner unless it's a class action suit this is one individual being me The reason Eric Adams would be deposed as a witness is number 1 he came out immediately with his press conference regarding Cardi B and said, we don't discard people. So we don't discard people. And he said he wanted to be at the police academy. So he doesn't discard Cardi B, but he discards me. Because ultimately, he's the only person that could terminate Keyshawn Sewell at that time or any, any other police commissioner because he's the ultimate boss. Now, in my regards, though, there's a secondary incident because now we have Consafrito being in the forefront with the Jimmy Rodriguez situation. And right then and there, Eric Adams is front and center, right in the middle of this. He's pictured there. He's friends with Jimmy Rodriguez. He's, fr he's pictured with Eddie Caban, Rich Caban, who owns technically Consafrito and has the liquor license. So he is a star witness because he knows exactly what's going on. And there's more allegations by the day that I'm hearing about this place. So he, by all means, would be, he, he, he would be uh, uh, a witness in this case. And your contention, I've got to take a break for the Chronicle segment in just a second, but your contention, the uh, Bronx hangout, is that unsavory characters are there and you have the mayor and, and the police commissioner that are there. That, that's your contention? 
that's one of the uh, that's one of the causes because again, uh, Jimmy Rodriguez is a self-admitted criminal, and also we come to find out a mob associate through uh, uh, an interview on Sit Down News. With that factor right there, the police department being there, any any member, but particularly the high-ranking uh, officers on the job, that should have been an unlawful location. So technically, they're associating with a criminal, but as we came to find out now in these articles from the city, uh, the place has been operating illegally since day one because they've violated a court order. It's a fire trap. It's a public safety hazard. So Richard Caban right now is actively engaging in criminal activity. That's reckless endangerment. I mean, Dominic, I'm sorry if you went to this place. You might be able to assume. Anyone who's been there, I mean, you don't know what's going on. This place, this place could have, uh, you know, it's, it's an illegal structure. And they don't mind telling people that they're making money, having parties, all kind of NYPD parties. And we have other uh, characters that go there, like Letitia James is constantly there and Carl Hasty. So besides the criminals and besides the police department, all these politicians, this is a, a crazy scenario. We, I kind of stumbled into this not knowing. But the more info came out, you realize it's, it's actually a really big deal. And there's no way Eric Adams is not a witness in this case. He is no way he could say, oh, I'm the mayor, because then how are you in the middle of this allowing this? Because ultimately, you're pictured in these pictures with Jimmy, with Eddie Caban, with Rich, and, uh, you know, the inspection part, that's going to be a whole other story, because now you have the U.S. attorney of the Southern District looking at him for the inspections regarding speeding them up in the Turkish embassy when he was first mayor, and now we hear... There's inspections here. They have 20 violations. Where's the shutdown? How does he still have a liquor license? And these are all questions that need to be asked. And Eric Adams is one of the people that can answer it. These are all his agencies. Well, we are chatting live to Sal Greco, former NYPD officer, talking about what happened to those hero police officers with the migrants and also his own case. He was fired by the department. He's now suing. We are going to take a break. When we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter. Then we're going to go to White Plains, Jericho, Staten Island, Brooklyn, and Comac. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. I told you so, folks, and Trump holds a slight lead over Biden in a general election showdown. He's leading Biden's by four points nationally, according to a 2024 general election poll released Thursday. Support for Trump is measured at 49 percent to 45 percent of registered voters say they would back Biden in November. This is according to CNN. And what has Trump been saying about the polls? This is a comment that he made back in New Hampshire. How can my corrupt political opponent, crooked Joe Biden, put me on trial during an election campaign that I'm winning by a lot, but forcing me nevertheless to spend time and money away from the campaign trail in order to fight bogus, made-up accusations and charges. That's what they're doing. I'm sorry, I won't be able to go to Iowa today. I won't be able to go to New Hampshire today because I'm sitting in a courtroom on because his attorney general charged me with something. Terrible. And then the crowd went into a chant of B. You know what the word is. So I'm looking at, we're going right back to your telephone calls for former NYPD officer Sal Greco. I'm looking at my Twitter, my ex, and Eddie B says, Dominic, 
with respect for you and your show, what's the basis for friendship with Eric Adams? He's inappropriate and out of control. The other mayors were bad, but he makes racist remarks to boot. What's most important is to have an administration of quality, not necessarily of color. All colors. That's what Eddie B says. So what's, before I go back to Sal, what's the basis for my friendship with uh, Mayor Adams? Like every other mayor, uh, going back to Koch, I've known them all. And in knowing them and in covering them, you 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 develop a, uh, a personal uh, relationship. And th- this is the way it works with me. I can be friends with you. We can have a personal relationship. But as a journalist, if you cross that line... I'm going to be the first one taxing that, and you put the word in there. You know what the other word is. Some people say it on the air. I prefer not to say it. So I believe that I can have a professional relationship with someone and a personal relationship with someone. I've known Eric Adams for many, many years. Same thing with Ed Koch, right? So it started out Ed Koch and I were foes. And then we ended up becoming friends and did a weekly segment on television for over 10 years. Me, him, and Al D'Amato. Same thing could be said about Rudy Giuliani. We absolutely started out as foes, but we always had respect for each other. And you see, there's a, this is why I say politics is an illusion, because there's a public side to this, and then there's a private side to this. And the private side to this is, even with Giuliani, we would go to war every day, and then he would say, Dominic, come in my office and come talk to me. Or he might call me up. I'm, I'm, I'm downstairs in the press room. I pick up the phone. It's the mayor on the phone. Literally, these are true stories. And so, you know, so some of you may not like the fact. And then with, with, with Mayor Adams, full disclosure, we've partied together. We, we've, we've been uh, in, in uh, club situations. Uh, we've had conversations that men have, uh, you know. Then he went on to tell me that he was going into politics and that he was going to be mayor. De Blasio told me to sue the same thing. I don't want to eat up much more of Sal's time. And, Sal, I got to have you back soon because we just don't have enough time here. I want to go to Norman in Brooklyn. Norman, you are on the air live. We are talking with former NYPD officer Sal Greco. Norman, are you with me? Norman, are you there? Okay, Norman's not there. Let's go to Pete on Staten Island. Good morning, Pete. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominic. Hey, Sal. Listen, I want to say one thing. A police officer should never be touched. It's a a man who goes to work, has a family, goes and dedicates his life to help and save people. Now, this is a hard thing. And, Sal, with you being friends with Roger Stone is not a reason them ever to give you a problem like that. My family was all mobsters. And when I went on the job, I had to get off because it was just too much ridicule. It was terrible. Anything I did, they suspected me of. So I know what you're going through. And the point is, be strong and fight it and keep fighting it because you're right and they're wrong. Thank you. Thank you, Pete. Now, I actually live in Staten Island, so I love the Staten Island people. Those are my people. And, you know, you're right, Pete, because, like, look, 
I was friends with Roger Stone, and you might want to, I don't want to compare an apple to an orange, but at the same time when my father passed away and, and one of their goons was following me to the hospital and I had to watch my father die in front of me, Police Commissioner Shea, Police Commissioner Sewell, Police Commissioner Caban, all pictured with Jimmy Rodriguez, who now know, we know is a self-admitted criminal and a mob associate, if we want to play apples to apples or orange to orange. But it's either here or there. This is definitely going to be litigated in court, and uh, I believe I have a strong argument. Do you believe, Sal, the city may attempt to settle as you uh, uh, as you're about to embark on the trial? Uh, I, I suspect the closer they get, that there might be something. Only because uh, you know, really, Dominic, take a look at this, and you covered legal cases. How do you defend this? I mean, they're actively engaged in criminal activity at this place. This place is recklessly endangering lives, and it's the commissioner's police commissioner's brother. And there's all kinds of associations going on there. And there's even more, you know, fodder because we have Letitia James and Carl Hasty. It's a whole apparatus of the Democrat Party hanging out there. And then we look at a political angle, uh, Dominic. If this was a Republican hangout, would, would, we go, would we go through the same thing? Would they, would they not have, like, their doors busted in by the FBI by now? So it's like, you know, we could play this from all different angles. But how do you say... This is good and this one's bad or this one's bad and this one's good. That's the whole story of the case. It's, it's not one rule for Eric Adams, another rule for everyone else, like he stated uh, to the New York Post uh, a couple of years ago. You know, you have to be fair. It's one rule. Right. I, I, I hear you, Sal. You know, I, I, here's what I, what I want to do. We still have uh, about four minutes left. On Sunday, I don't know what your schedule is, but I want you to let me know if you can join me because I haven't had much time uh, this morning to get into your story. And it's important. Uh, and I, I feel that our listeners really want to hear from you. So I'd like you to join me on Sunday evening if you can. But you and I will talk about that privately. We have Norman back in Brooklyn. Good morning, Norman. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Don. Sorry, I have the phone call dropped. I don't know. The uh, wonders of, like, of uh, technology. Um, I, I, my, the question I have is, is that, um, uh, it, it, to me, I don't know the details of the case, Dom, but I, I trust your instincts on this. And, uh, it does sound to me that like officer Greco got seriously screwed. And I was wondering if there is, this is, this sounds to me like political persecution that he's being persecuted for his politics and that very troublesome. Fair enough, Norman. What is your response to that, Sal? Norm, I'm a, I'm a, a complete agreement with you, and so are many others. Uh, this definitely sounds political because you can't compare this to apples or oranges. And I understand there's a lot of strong feelings. People like Roger. I like him. Some people don't. But we don't do things on feelings. You do things based by law. And you can't apply a rule to Roger that you're not applying to, let's say, Police Commissioner Caban or Sewell, who's associating with a, you know, a, a mob associate, technically, by the book. So. You know, you are correct, and uh, I do believe it's a political persecution. Norman, thank you. Uh, thank you for the uh, for the call. Let's go to Russ in White Plains. Good morning, Russ. What's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. Officer Greco, you will be exonerated in due time, and you're certainly entitled to your uh, pension. But everybody knows the nail that sticks out gets hammered. It's happened to a lot of us. But I'd like to say these police used a lot of professional restraint in my eyes. What I saw is that these migrants were trying to get away. They weren't attacking the police. And I, and I think the, that they didn't use their baton on the ground. I don't know how they could even use the pepper spray. Okay, wait, wait, any- wait, 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 Russ, 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 yeah. Russ. You said they were trying to get away. Agreed. Yeah. 
your the next thing you said uh, sends my head through the roof. You said they weren't attacking the police. They were attacking in in order to free their comrade. There, I mean, they have solidarity. Listen, now it's thirty thousand on eight. That's why they gave him money to leave town because the police would harass them to no end. I'm just glad that the hey, officers. Hey, Russ, didn't give, Russ, didn't, Russ, 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 Russ. This is not the time nor the place for your silly games. After being two, silly. Two police officers viciously attacked by animals, and you're trying to weasel in a defense for them? Hey, they, are there any photos okay, of the police? You're done. You're done. Thank you, Russ, for the call. I shouldn't have taken the call. I really shouldn't have. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what, Sal? Let me. You, you got 15 seconds, and Frank Morano's here. So you got your final 15 seconds here. Go ahead, please, quickly. Uh, thanks, everyone who supports me. If you want to continue supporting me, go to SalGreco.com. You can see the latest there. Twitter, at the SalGreco. Same on Instagram. And uh, shout out there to the, my favorite, the favorite son of Staten Island, my friend Frank Morano. Hopefully I'll have another cigar with him on his porch. Hey, uh, you got to come, come back, back up from Florida, Sal. It's ready for you. And, uh, and if you've taken some softball lessons, we'll play softball again. Uh, Sal's a great guy, but the worst softball player I've ever seen. <laughs> hey, Sal, I want you to join me on Sunday. We'll talk about that.